ever been in that awkward situation where you need to fire a client, but you've not really known how, or maybe even if you should? If so, you're not alone. And today we're unpacking how exactly you can make the right decision about ditching a client and how to go about it. Welcome to JFDI with the two Lauras, the podcast for freelance social media marketers. We are on a mission to help you to create a profitable business. But look, we know that that's not easy. And sometimes it means that you find yourself working with crappy clients who are not paying you enough to deal with all of the things that they throw at you. So in this episode, we want to make sure that you are armed with the knowledge and confidence to be able to make a decision about those clients. Should you keep them or should you sack them? We've been in this situation ourselves, so we're going to share what's worked for us and what we'd suggest you do if you find yourself facing red flags with clients. But before we dive into it, can we ask you a favour? We're not actually all that good at asking people for things, but if you do get value from this podcast, and we really hope that you do, would you do us a favour and just leave us a review? You can do that literally while you're listening. So just scroll down tap the five stars and let us know what you love about the podcast. We would really appreciate it. Okay, so let's start by talking about why someone would even want to ditch a client. (laughs) Because for new freelancers, this might be something they've not even considered. Like, why would you actually want to get rid of your clients? Well, believe me, the list is long. (laughs) (laughs) I've seen Laura's list and it really is long. (laughs) There is so many reasons that, and actually I think that's a really important point because if our listener is at that point where they are struggling to find clients, they might be thinking, you'd be nuts. Why would you ever get rid of a client? Yeah. But sometimes you've just got to. It's you worth know. saying, like I've worked with a lot, a lot of clients over um, over the years, and maybe one day I should actually count them up. And I have got rid of all of them by one. <laughs> like I've only ever been sacked by one client. Well, sacked probably is a harsh word. It wasn't like that, but I've only got been let go once. I have got rid of all of my other clients. Not that you're picky or anything. Well, no, it's not that I'm picky. It's just. <laughs> And there were often varying, varying, you know, reasons and we can go into some of them, but you've just got to, you've got to create a business that you love, don't you? And yeah. um, some of the reasons that I would have got rid of clients would because of that, some of that, some of it would have been because I've got better clients that have, um, like I'm nurturing and I would prefer to have worked with them. So, I, you know, it's like one in, one out, you know, I haven't got multiple lives I could only take on a certain amount of clients at one time so it was you know and maybe I am a bit ruthless but um I certainly found in the early days when I was starting out I really was struggling to understand what industries that I enjoyed working with was it e-com was it lead gen was it did I like working with small businesses bigger businesses did I like working with men or women like all of those things have um I, I wanted to just try and work with as many different businesses as I could. Um, so I could then kind of fine tune who I wanted to work with going forward. So yeah, I probably was a bit ruthless if I'm honest. <laughs> but I think it's worth saying, it's not just necessarily because you might be thinking that you just want to try something else. Like sometimes it's just, there's just red flag after red flag after yeah. red flag, isn't there? You know, if clients are rude or they're just overly demanding or, yeah. you know, I've had it where they just haven't, 
kept their side of the bargain. Like they've said, you know, and you, and you maybe you've priced based on them saying that they're going to do certain things, like provide you with graphics or provide you with images, and then they don't do it. And at some point, you've just got to let them go because it's just draining when they're constantly letting you down. That last one about people not keeping up, you know, their side of the the bargain, and and in in particular, like providing of content, is is such a big thing. Um, and it's so hard and we can try to avoid that happening and mitigate it as much as possible. But actually, if they don't do that, what you need to do your job, then it becomes so hard. And then they start, you know, picking holes in their results and picking holes in the progress. And it's like, you're not helping, you know, you're there yeah. making it difficult. And I think that's a really common one. And, you know, some people will have different tolerances. Like some people will. Like for me, I <laughs> clearly don't have much tolerance. And, you know, you obviously we'll let things go. And obviously, yes, we can repurpose content. And, you know, there are ways, you know, we can try and get around these sticky issues. But if it's an ongoing each month or whatever time period goes by and you're not getting the content that you need, I do think that's a good enough reason to just say, look, you know, this isn't working. Yeah. And it could, and you know, similarly, it could be if they just don't pay you on time every month, you have to chase them. Yeah. Like, you know, that's just, it's just things that you don't really want to be spending your time doing. There's probably better people out there to work yeah, with. Yeah. And they completely overstep the boundaries. They're constantly mm. texting you all the time, you know, Christmas day, <laughs> you know, 10 o'clock at night that, you know, they think they're at your beck and call. No, no, the other you, way around. The, they the other think way you're around. Cool. <laughs> Tune in for more Jesus. great content next week. <laughs> um, and again, we can try to mitigate that, but it doesn't. You know, it doesn't always work, and some clients just do not get the message, and things like that are yeah, and like really when important. Got, um, like I've, I've had to sack a client actually twice um, when they just have these unrealistic expectations, and they start off with you. And they, you, they, they don't have those, but then you carry on working with them. And all of a sudden they're like overly demanding or just questioning things all the time. And I had this with a client, this was an ads client um, that I worked with. And they were just constantly like, at the beginning, they seemed amazing, but they were constantly nitpicking on how, why is this not working or why are we not getting more leads and blah, blah, blah. And it got to that point where I was just like, this client was just felt like really heavy on my shoulders. When I would see their name pop up on a message, I would just feel like, oh God, not them again. When I had to have my weekly calls, because I used to have to have weekly calls, they were that demanding. And oh um, it was just constant. But they were my highest paying client. They paid me a lot of money at that point. And so it was really weighing up. Do I want to continue because of the money or do I want to get rid of them? In the end, I did get rid of them. But and this is why I had to set them twice. About six months later, they came back to me. And of course, my trauma had kind of gone by then. I'd forgotten <laughs> how terrible they were to work with. And I had capacity and I knew that they paid me well. And actually, I did double my fee, which they didn't quibble at all. So I took them on and we had the same situation. It was just <sighs> like never ending of them just with these unrealistic demands. So I did sack them twice. The th they, they, funnily enough, came back to me again for a third time wow. after that. And I did say no. I did stand my ground. I was like, no, I'm too busy. I, I can't take you yeah. on. And I haven't heard from them since. I hope they don't but, listen to this podcast and come to me now <laughs> because I will say I, no. I, I have never been back. 
Never gave oh, back. See, I, I, that is probably one of my big regrets is going it's the back. the same for boys. Like the money was good. Yeah, I can see where that could sway you, but I've never yeah. been back. I'd never go back. But I have to say, getting rid of them both times felt like this massive weight had been lifted off me. And it made me realise how much, not just of my time that they were sucking, but it's the brain space, isn't it? And just making, actually going into your office to do the work feel like a chore. And I think as freelancers, as you already said, we can build a business that we love to work in. And when we're working with clients like this that we don't love working with, we need to make a decision and we need to take ownership and sack them off or change something. But I do think that kind of mental health aspect is so important to consider. Like if you're, Mm. you know, on whatever level it is, if they are not making you feel good, if they are making you question yourself, if they are belittling you, if they're mocking you, if they're, you know, there's all these things that unfortunately do happen. And unfortunately, businesses can treat freelancers like shit. And if we don't all stand up to that and say, you know what? I'm not, I'm not standing for this, bugger off, then that kind of situation will never go away. And like I had a client once who it was, it's an ads client and I'm a good ads manager. Like I know I'm good. I know I'm good at what I'm doing. And he did not believe anything I said to him. He would question everything. He would say, well, I, you know, he would say, I'm going to go and ask my friend to go and have a look in ads manager because I don't think you're, you know, I don't think you're telling the truth. I used to take screenshots and I'd be like, I'll add you, I'll share my screen. I'll, you know, and it really upset me that the results that I was giving him, which were amazing results, he just didn't believe me. He thought, and I like, and he had already told me that he'd worked with other agencies in the past and had really bad experiences, and people had tried to like uh, pull the wall over his eyes. Um, and he so he obviously was not coming from a good place himself. Not that that excuses it, but because of that, he therefore it resulted in him not trusting anybody. Um, so although I understood where that that the situation he was in. Like I was like, well, don't tarnish me with that same brush. You know, I'm a very honest person and I'll always say that to my clients. I'm forever telling my clients now, you know, or maybe you need to just get rid of this part of what I do. And, you know, I'm very honest with them. I'll tell them I'd I'd never just, you know, take the piss or um, take money from them essentially if I didn't think I could do the job or if it wasn't working. And so it really kind of offended me. And for a while I kept him on, like he was a good paying client again, which never helps, does it? But um, I just got rid of him in the end. It was because it does weigh you down. It does make you feel miserable. It does like knock your confidence. And, you know, it's hard enough being self-employed anyway. (laughs) You know, we're, we're always unkind to ourselves. We don't need bloody other people to start knocking us. And so I do think we need to take on board that kind of mental health element and of of working with people and if it's not working even if the clients are, are nice you know if it's not working for you and if you're not feeling good about your work for whatever reason then you need to kind of consider your options because it's not good to feel like that and it's on that note it's not worth doing it if you hate the work or you hate what that business offers or you're not aligned with it or it goes against your values or you know you don't like something that's you know it's not ethical anything like that like leave you know walk away because it's not worth it 
Yeah, totally agree. So let's talk then about what should somebody do before they ditch a client or sack a client, however you want to word it. Well, I guess we have to, on a basic level, you have to look at your income, don't you? You have to look at, you know, can I afford to ditch them now? Yeah. And that was why this client was so hard for me to ditch because they were my highest paying client at the time, twice. (laughs) And it does come down to money sometimes. You know, that is important. I think because you have the option, don't you? You can either say, I'm going to ditch them now regardless and and Mm -hmm. suck suck up the cost that you're going to be down, replace them or hatch a plan to replace them and acknowledge that that might take a while or look at, you know, what prospects you have got and, you know, have you got any warm leads that you can try and convert? But whether you do what order you do that in is going to be down to your own personal finances and your personal situation. You know, there will have been some times where I would have gone, bugger this, you're gone because I could afford to live without them. And there will have been other times where I've gone, okay, this isn't working. I have got to find myself a new client. Um, And then as soon as I'd got that new client contract signed, I'd have got rid of the other one. But either way, so you need to, the first thing you need to do is understand your finances as to what you can afford to do. You know, we don't want to say to anybody, oh, you know, oh, just leave all your clients, go go sack them all now um, without a plan in place, because that would obviously be very irresponsible of us. Yeah. If your mortgage is reliant on your income, don't just go and fire someone. You need to have a backup plan for sure. Yeah. And I think this is why we always harp on, don't we, about why it's so important to keep marketing your business, even when you're at capacity, because you might be at capacity and all of a sudden the business that you work with, maybe the marketing manager leaves and they get replaced with somebody and they are a disaster and you don't want to work with them anymore. If you haven't marketed your business, you can't easily replace them. Yeah. You know, and in, in if if all of a sudden just a, you just hate doing the work or you just have a change of heart or they bring out this new product that doesn't align with you. You can't have a backup plan if you haven't been marketing yourself. No, and it's something that unfortunately we see all the time, don't we? And it's really difficult. It's a horrible situation that people are in that they are either, they've obviously either got rid of, been got rid of, they've been laid off or that they're in a difficult situation that they know they need to end that relationship with that client, but they've got nothing you know, got, they've got nothing. They haven't, because they've been comfortable with that client for X amount of months or mm. years even, they haven't been marketing their own business. And I just don't know how to stress it enough that not marketing your own business, like we all think we're all replaceable, aren't we? And we and we need to remember that. And we just don't know what is around the corner. We don't know what's around the corner in the world. We don't know what's around the corner, what's happening in your client's life, um, what's happening in their business. Things can change all the time. And if you're not out there constantly marketing your business, building up your pipeline, nurturing warm leads, the process of replacing a client is so much harder so, mm. so much harder. And, you know, people say, well, I haven't got time to market my own business. I'm, I'm so busy with my clients. Put your business first. Your business should be more important than anybody else's business. And I don't know how to, <laughs> I, I, it's, I just, it's crazy, I just it? don't know how to say it without, with enough impact. In the last three years, we've gone through a pandemic that should have been mm. enough to show you that you need to keep marketing your business. We're now in a cost of living crisis that mm. should have shown you enough that you need to market your business. And now we're talking about that you might need to ditch a client. 
And if, if those, just those three things alone don't show you enough that you need to market your business, how else can we make that point of how important it is? You no, just, I, if people don't know you exist, they can't hire you. Like, I totally get it. Like, I am a busy as everybody else. You know, I've got three kids. I've got two businesses. Um, you know, life is busy. I totally get that. Like, I rarely sit down. I get it. I get it. I get it. But doesn't have to take long it doesn't have to be you know I'm not saying that you've got to be on social um posting every day going live on Instagram once I'm not saying you have to do all of that but you've got to do something and it it doesn't just have to be about posting on social media you know have you written some blogs that are going to be good from an SEO perspective you know are you emailing your email list are you putting your lead magnets out there you know, it's just small things. You know, are you attending networking events? Are you building up your network of referral? When we say you've got to be marketing yourself and people automatically think, oh, I don't want to, I'm to spend all day on my client's social. I don't want to be on my social as well. Like I get it, you know, burnout and all of that. But there are plenty of ways that you can market your business that doesn't just have to be posting constantly on social. Although I would recommend you do do that. <laughs> Right, let's get off our um, high horses just quickly um, and just talk about just one other thing that I want to touch on that you should do before you ditch a client, which is wherever possible, try and get a review from them, some Mm. sort of story, some sort of testimonial. And if you can do this before they kind of have twigged on to the, the fact that you're going to get rid of them, especially if you've got, you know, some sort of good results, make it worthwhile that you've actually spent time working with this client, especially if they're a nightmare, make it worth your while. So you can use that, that social proof, which will of course help you to market your business. Um, so make sure that that's always on your radar as well. So those are all the things we need to do before we sack someone or we ditch that client. How do we actually go about doing it? Honesty is the best policy, as um, my parents used to say. Uh, is it? I th- yeah. It, well, it is. Okay. Sorry, maybe I'm firing a- you because you're a nightmare to work with. Yeah. I've stumped her. Listeners, <laughs> I've stumped her. She's literally lost her words and looking at me. No, this has never happened. I think you can be honest and diplomatic at the same time. Okay. You know, you don't have to say, I'm getting rid of you because you're a moron. <laughs> but you could say... I don't think this is working for me at the moment. So I've decided to reduce my client numbers at the moment. You don't have to, you can leave it quite kind of open. You don't have to tell them. You don't have to justify. At the end of the day, you can just say, I'm reducing my clients at the moment. And unfortunately, I'm going to have to stop working with you. This is my 30 days notice. Yeah. Obviously, they may say, well, why? And you can just say, um, for various reasons. My business reasons. has ta- taken a different, you know, different direction or like you say, family reasons. Like there's so many different generic yeah. reasons but you, you don't can have give, to. Yeah, there? you don't have to give, you know, you could just say, I oh, know no, you wouldn't, you know, necessarily would, but you could just say, here's my 30 days notice or whatever is in your contract. Mm-hmm. Um, you could just say that. You don't have to give a reason why. You absolutely don't have to. Um, you don't have to share your personal situation as to why you might want to, or you don't have to share that, you, you know, you cry at night because of how horrible this, you know, they are. Whatever your reasons are, 
talk about it, get it out there, come tell us in the inner hub, like it's a client free zone. So like get it off your chest as to why you want to do it. But that doesn't mean you need to share it with them. Because at the end of the day, you do want to try to end that relationship on a positive. Because lots of people win their clients through referrals from their other clients. So if it can be a positive thing, then you know and sometimes you might just want to leave and you don't ever care (laughs) you don't don't want to see them again you don't care whether you get any referrals like I get that but you know if you can try and end it on a positive yeah with some degree of mutual respect I think that will do you well in the long run and you don't have to do this in a face-to-face or a telephone call you don't literally have to look them in the eye and say that I'm I'm sorry, but I'm sacking you. Like <laughs> that would just be my idea of hell. Uh, in fact, talking to anyone I, on the phone or on Zoom is not great for me. But you I don't do have think... to do that. You can make it really easy, can't you? And just send them an email. Yeah, and I and that's the way I would mm. do it nine times out of ten. But I do think it's worth saying that sometimes, if you only ever speak to your clients face to face sometimes the conversation might have to be had face to face but email is definitely the easiest and laura has already told us about how many clients she's fired over the years <laughs> a lot <laughs> nearly all all but one so what we have done is we've put together um two different email templates that you can use to actually get rid of your clients if you go to the twolauras.com forward slash email bundle you'll be able to pick up our email bundle which has lots of other different email templates in it as well. So you can make it really easy and you can just literally fill in the gap. So you don't have to overthink it and start panicking about what you're going to say in this email. You can just use a template that has already worked for for us. Um, So that link again is the twolauras.com forward slash email bundle. We'll put that in the show notes too. Remember that being freelance means that you are the one who gets to choose who you work with and more importantly, who you don't work with. You're the one that's in control here and you can run your business in whatever way you want, in your own way, with your own choice of clients. And it might feel like you have to work with anyone and everyone, but trust us when we say that there are far more businesses out there than there are social media marketers and your skills are like massively in demand. You just need to make sure that people know that you exist so you're never in a position where you can't replace that nightmare client. Don't forget to go and grab the email bundle, which includes two templates for firing a client. And that link again is thetwolauras.com forward slash email bundle. We'll be back same time, same place next week. But in the meantime, come and hang out with us in our free Facebook group or drop into our DMs. We'd love to chat with you. Bye. Ta-ra.